Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877 So much to get to, so little time. Welcome to the program. I think this time Mitch, uh, Mitch uh, McConnell, I must have said Mitch Pelosi. Mitch McConnell has bit off more than he can chew. Now, he won't think he can. He won't think he did. Because he lives in a bubble where everybody praises his genius and his courage and, and all the rest of the BS. But the President of the United States, just a little bit ago, unleashed against Mitch McConnell and completely eviscerated him. Donald Trump is not going to stay quiet forever, ladies and gentlemen. He's not going to stay quiet forever, nor should he. He's not a punching bag for stupid lawsuits, which I'll get to later from the NAACP and this congressman from Mississippi. It's a, it's a PR act. More disgusting attacks on people who they disagree with, calling them Klansmen or sympathetic to Klansmen. This is sick, sick beyond belief, but there's pushback now. Pushback. People aren't going to put up with this. And so they're going to fight back. Ooh, I use the word fight. They're going to argue back. And here's the statement that President Trump released. The Republican Party can never again be respected or strong with political so-called leaders like Senator Mitch McConnell at its helm. McConnell's dedication to business as usual, status quo policies together with his lack of political insight, wisdom, skill, and personality, has rapidly driven him from majority leader to minority leader. And it'll only get worse. 
The Democrats and Chuck Schumer play McConnell like a fiddle. They've never had it so good, and they want to keep it that way. We know our America First agenda is a winner, not McConnell's Beltway First agenda or Biden's America Last agenda. In 2020, I received the most votes of any sitting president in history, almost 75,000. Every incumbent House Republican won for the first time in decades, and we flipped 15 seats, almost costing Pelosi her speakership, and that is her job. Now, let's continue. Republicans won majorities in at least 59 of 98 partisan legislative chambers, and the Democrats failed to flip a single legislative chamber from red to blue. And in Mitch's Senate, over the last two election cycles, I single-handedly saved at least 12 Senate seats, more than eight in the 2020 election cycle alone. And then came the Georgia disaster, where we should have won both U.S. Senate seats, but McConnell matched the Democrat offer of $2,000 stimulus checks with $600. How does that work? It became the Democrats' principal advertisement. A big winner for them, it was. McConnell then put himself, one of the most unpopular politicians in the United States, into the advertisements. Many Republicans in Georgia voted Democrat or just didn't vote because of their anguish at their inept Governor Brian Kemp, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, and the Republican Party for not doing its job on election integrity during the 2020 presidential race. It was a complete election disaster in Georgia and certain other swing states. McConnell did nothing and will never do what needs to be done in order to secure a fair and just electoral system into the future. He doesn't have what it takes, never did, and never will. My only regret is that McConnell begged for my support, my strong support and endorsement, before the great people of Kentucky in the 2020 election, and I gave it to him. He went from one point down to 20 points up and then won. How quickly he forgets. Without my endorsement, McConnell would have lost and lost badly. Now his numbers are lower than ever before. He's destroying the Republican side of the Senate, in so doing, seriously hurting our country. Likewise, McConnell has no credibility on China because of his family's substantial Chinese business holdings. He does nothing on this tremendous economic and military threat. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. He will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. And where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again and our policy of America first. We want brilliant, strong, thoughtful, and compassionate leadership. Prior to the pandemic, we produced the greatest economy and jobs numbers in the history of our country. And likewise, our economic recovery after COVID was the best in the world. We cut taxes and regulations, rebuilt our military, took care of our vets, became energy independent, built the wall, and stopped the massive inflow of illegals into our country, and so much more. And now illegals are pouring in, pipelines are being stopped, taxes will be going up, and we will no longer be energy independent. This is a big moment for our country, and we cannot let it pass by using third-rate so-called leaders to dictate our future. Now, you see, Mitch McConnell has used leverage in terms of fundraising, donors, the Chamber of Commerce, political action committees, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, 
his stranglehold on the party in Kentucky to claw his way to the top, ladies and gentlemen, and to hold on. He's not a leader of any sort. He's a schemer. He's a schemer for Mitch. And he attacks those with whom he disagrees. He tries to destroy them. He went after the Tea Party with the, hope of, with the help of Karl Rove and others. Literally went after the Tea Party. They failed, but that was their goal. To destroy the Tea Party. After the Tea Party, won around 66 seats in the House, and Boehner becomes Speaker. And then he attacks the Tea Party along with the Wall Street Journal. And in the Senate, they won several seats, two or three, and then McConnell blamed the Tea Party for losing two or three or four more that they could have won, he says, and the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal agrees with him. These are fools. These are fools. And they want to drag us down their hole with them. And as I said yesterday, Mitch McConnell stands for absolutely nothing. And don't hand me the judges. Harry Reid did more to set the stage for judges than Mitch McConnell ever did. He's a great tactician, they say. We need a leader. We need a statesman. If he wants to resign and become the parliamentarian of the Senate, good for him. And yet, Schumer runs circles around him. Harry Reid ran circles around him. The longest-serving Republican leader in the Senate, if you can believe that. In the history of the Senate... And the Republican Party. And to what end exactly? Are you folks pleased with Mitch McConnell? Mitch McConnell says he will only back candidates who can win. Now what kind of an idiot makes a comment like that? You can't be 100% sure which candidates can and cannot win. We were told Ronald Reagan couldn't win. He won a massive popular vote, massive electoral college victory, despite Mitch McConnell. And he did it twice. Twice. We were told Donald Trump couldn't win. McConnell didn't think he could win, but he won. And Trump, this last time around, look at all the House members who won as a result and the senators who won as a result. And then this jerk goes to the floor of the Senate after the President of the United States is is acquitted of an uh, an unconstitutional rogue Senate hearing. And begs prosecutors to charge the former president of the United States? This is what he does? Gives aid and comfort to the Democrats? Aid and comfort to the media? Undermines the Republican Party? Divides the Republican Party? That's what McConnell's done. And you need to ask yourselves, why is it that the Republican senators keep electing him to be their leader? Because he threatens them. He tells them he's going to take their power away. He's going to use the National Republican Senatorial Committee and the massive amounts of money they raise from from, uh, big big, uh, corporations and so forth to defeat them. That's what he says. And he's going to keep them off major committees. Then he'll go around their backs to Politico, to the Washington Post, to the New York Times and others, and trash them. I remember the way he did that in trashing Ted Cruz. He'll get editorials out of his mouthpiece over there at the Wall Street Journal editorial page. They'll trash whoever he wants to trash, too. And our friends at National Review, no different. He has no principles. He says, we want to win. I don't care what these candidates stand for. This is what he says. Whoever they are, whatever they stand for, if they can win, I want to back them. 
Is that what Abraham Lincoln would say? Is that what Ronald Reagan would say? Is that what Donald Trump would say? Whatever they stand, whatever they believe in, I'll back them. And notice this. He never goes to war with Romney. He never goes to war with Collins. He never goes to war with Murkowski. These are liberals who undermine us all the time. All the time. If Mitch McConnell had had his way, listen carefully, please. Rand Paul would not be in the Senate. Ted Cruz would not be in the Senate. Mike Lee would not be in the Senate. Marco Rubio would not be in the Senate. These are four Tea Party candidates. Like them or not, these are four Tea Party candidates. None of whom, we were told, had any chance of winning. Mike Lee came out of nowhere to win the convention in Utah. Rand Paul defeated the establishment to get the nomination and win his seat in Kentucky. Marco Rubio was at 5%. We endorsed him, we supported him, helped him a lot. The Tea Party got behind him, and he beat Chris, among others. Ted Cruz went up against the lieutenant governor of Texas, who's worth a fortune. Of course, we were the first to endorse him, and others came in behind us, and he won. And he won. If, te- if uh, Mitch McConnell had his way, none of those men would be senators, even more. If Mitch McConnell was around in 1860, Abraham Lincoln would never have been the Republican nominee. There are others. Others that the so-called Republican establishment preferred. A very new party, but nonetheless, they didn't think Lincoln could win. And he won. He didn't get a majority vote, that's for sure. He had a plurality vote, but he won. So this idea that Mitch McConnell can figure out in advance who's going to win and who can't win is absurd. What Mitch McConnell's really saying is, I want to pick candidates who will do what I tell them to do. Now, who the hell does he think he is? In an hour or two, I'm going to have Peter Schweizer on my program to once again go through issues related to Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell wants a criminal investigation? Then maybe he should face one. I'll be right back. in. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things. And it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Why is Donald Trump the only one who faces endless scrutiny? Why is Donald Trump the only one who had to deal with a criminal investigation? 
Capitol Hill is filled with sleazeballs, self-serving, self-dealing sleazeballs. And it's time we root them all out and we give them a little bit of their own medicine. That's my own view. You know, after I heard what McConnell said about the former president, shocking. Shocking. Put to myself, now here's a guy who married into a family that has all kinds of deals going on with the communist Chinese regime. He's made a fortune. How is it that nothing touches him? That would be enough to have unleashed a special counsel against the President of the United States, Donald Trump. So if McConnell really wants to pursue these battles, then let's engage. That's fine by me. I have no problem with it whatsoever. He has been undermining conservatives for over a decade. He and his mouthpiece at the Wall Street Journal editorial page, his friends at Politico, his cherry-picked so-called reporters at the Washington Post and elsewhere. He's been around a long time, just like Biden. You know, here's the other thing I was thinking. McConnell's almost 80. Biden's almost 80. Pelosi's almost 80. Schumer, can you check that out, Mr. Producer? Now the whole world's Googling. You want to see how old, how old he is? There's no new blood. New faces. It's He's 70. Well, he looks like he's 112. All right, whatever. 70? Are you kidding me? He's an old 70, that's for sure. But whatever happened to 50-year-olds and 45-year-olds and 60 and 65-year-olds in positions of leadership? So these fools, these old, nasty, angry, evil, power-hungry buffoons, they're in these positions, and nobody... Nobody can replace them because they've been around so long. They know how to hold on to power. They're like mobsters. It's like Washington is run by by a fiefdom of, of, of mobsters. And if you go there as a conservative, you either join the mob family or they try to destroy you. Now, Donald Trump would have none of this. None of it. So the mob... The mobsters organized repeatedly against him. I don't understand. If Mitch McConnell despised Trump so much, why did his wife become transportation secretary? Why did she lobby for that job? I want you to think about this. If he hated Trump so much, why did he ask Trump to campaign for him in a video? These people are despicable. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things. And it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. 
Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. I want to show you what a complete and unadulterated hack Anthony Fauci actually is. Kamala Harris says there was no stockpile, ladies and gentlemen, no stockpile of vaccines. Now, the former head of the CDC, former HHS officials, And Fauci himself had said, that's not correct. That's not correct. But let's listen to her on HBO's Axios on Sunday. And Axios also is busy changing and altering information to help its favorite candidates, excuse me, politicians too. It's a left-wing site. They've been caught. But more on that later. Kamala Harris on HBO's Axios Sunday Claims Biden administration had to start from scratch on vaccination plan. Such damn lies. Meanwhile, she's gotten her two shots. Biden's gotten his two shots. These two were the leading anti-vaccine people in the country. I have a relative who's 91 and a half. She hasn't gotten any vaccine yet. I have people in my family that have all kinds of morbidities. They haven't gotten their vaccine shots yet. No matter what state they're in, Tennessee, Virginia, New Jersey, that these politicians get their shots. What's that all about? I said Democrats shouldn't get any shots. They opposed the vaccine. They said it was all political. So Republicans should get their shots first. Right, New York Times, right, Washington Post? Here's Kamala Harris on Sunday. Cut six, go. What are you finding is harder about the pandemic? Like, how are you finding the hole is deeper? I mean, the challenge, Mike, is... First of all, listen to her, like she's actually doing something. You know, you know, Mike, he's the clown that runs the operation. Axios. You know, Mike, I've been working at least seven minutes a day on this issue. Really? Go ahead. Explained to the mayors, um, there was no stockpile, right? It's no, 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 not right, right? There's no stockpile, right? No, there was tens of millions of vaccines. You liar! She's a liar. May I call a liar? I think I'll call her a liar. You liar! Go ahead. Any ways? No stockpile of of vaccines, right? So we're looking at this. There was no national strategy or plan for vaccination. She's lying again. Folks, where do they think these vaccines came from? And all the infrastructure that's been placed, put in place to produce them. They require very cold temperatures, one more than the other, to transport them. And to issue them? Where do, where do you think that came from? You think that came from Joe Biden in the basement in Wilmington, Delaware? You think that came from Kamala Harris in San Francisco? 
two of the most dimwitted people to ever be president and vice president? The dimwit twins. Go ahead. Even it to the states and local leaders to try and figure it out. And so in many it's ways... It's not a matter of trying to figure it out. You get it to the states who get it to their hospitals. That's the way it works. That's the way it's working today. Right now as I speak. Go ahead. We're starting from scratch on something that's been raging for almost an entire year. You didn't start from scratch. You wa- These are the luckiest political buffoons on the face of the planet. They walk into office. They're stupid as hell. They don't know what they're doing. They've never, they've never run anything. The vaccines are there waiting for them. And tens of millions of them are waiting for them. The delivery system is in place. Go ahead. Um, and know, so are you having to adjust your sights now of what's possible, given that? And to challenge that everything is possible, we've got to figure out a way. That has to be our standard. Our standard has to be everything is possible, but we're going to have to work like heck to get it done. Which means, again, no patience. No patience for delay. No patience right, That's for- enough. She's, she's a walking, talking uh, nitwit. So here's Fauci on CNN today. Fauci does more media than Michael Avenatti and the porn actress ever did. And he has a lot in common with them, I think. I really think he does. So Fauci, who in the past has said, that's, that's not correct. There were, yeah, we, we, in fact, there was, uh, you know, things were online. There was a lot, you know, millions of uh, units available. Go ahead. Okay, final question then on vaccinations, because uh, on the issue of whether there was a plan in place before the Biden administration took over, uh, Kamala Harris, she spoke, uh, the vice president, of course, spoke to uh, HBO Axios over the weekend, and she said, she, she used this phrase again, we're starting from scratch. And I wonder if you agree with that, that the vaccination plan come January 20th of this year, uh, that, that you were starting from the beginning there, or there was something in place that just needed improvements. What I think the vice president is referring see, to is... See, see, He was there every step of the way, Fauci. And he's trying to protect her. He would never do that to Trump or Pence or anything. He's trying to protect her. Now, I don't know how Fauci gets... And we'll pick up on this, but I don't know how Fauci gets to sit there like he's some kind of outside observer or third party. When his fingerprints, his DNA is over everything. He wants credit where he doesn't deserve credit. And he wants to distance where he shouldn't be able to distance. He's, he's like the, one of the flying Walundas, Mr. Producer. Remember them? The high wire act at the, at the circus? That's what he is. He's a Walunda. Without the integrity. Go ahead. Actual plan of getting the vaccine doses into people's arms was really rather vague. I mean, it, it was not a well-coordinated plan. Getting the vaccines made, getting them shipped through Operation Warp Speed was okay. But I believe what the unbelievable, pre- unbelievable. Do you realize he had nothing to do with the actual hands-on development, the hands-on production, the hands-on distribution. And he's asked these questions, and he doesn't say, look, I wasn't involved in that aspect. You ought to talk to so-and-so or such-and-so. But he says the development of the vaccines were okay. It was a miracle, and he didn't develop them. It was a miracle. It was unimaginable. 
The Democrats trashed it every step of the way, tried to politicize it. And this is how this guy comes off. Now he's asked about Cuomo. What do you think about Cuomo? And his handling of this and his cover-ups and all the rest. Cut. Eight. Go. You're a New Yorker yourself, though. You don't live there right now. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is coming under a fair amount of criticism now for the big move uh, back to long-term care facilities in the midst uh, of this this crisis here. He's argued that his state was following federal guidelines when he ordered those long-term care facilities to accept patients returning from hospitals. I wonder, can you clear that up? Was he actually following? Now, let's stop a second. Now, he comments on all things in which he doesn't really have authority or never did. You know, the development of vaccine. That was okay. Okay, you jerk. Are you kidding me? Okay? Oh, we really, the the plan was ambiguous. Yeah, federalism is ambiguous, you see, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats only want federalism when it empowers them. Then they oppose it if it doesn't empower them. But this is all above Fauci's pay grade. So now, Fauci, you've been commenting on everything else. What do you have to say? You know, you once said that Governor Cuomo was doing a great job. Now what do you say? Go ahead. To do that. You know, Jim, I can't. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm really, I'm honestly, not trying to evade your question, but I'm not really sure of all the details of that. And I think if I make a statement, it's probably could either be incorrect or taken out of context. So oh. I prefer not to comment on that. Why don't you tell the truth, Fauci? I'm not going to comment. He's a Democrat. I like him. You remember the interaction between them, Mr. Producer, on TV? How, which is going to play what role? It was a love fest. You know, I don't know all the details. But now on everything else, I know all the details. Ask me about Trump. Ask me anything you want to know. But when it comes to Cuomo, you know, I don't know all the details. Hey, jerk, did you know all the details when you praised him months ago? What kind of scientist is this? Seriously. Don't wear a mask. Now wear two masks. I'm sorry the economy is collapsing. You're out of jobs. You're out of business. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry it's inconvenient for you while I earn my $417,000 a year from taxpayers, Camilla I Water. Oh, I'm sorry. Operation Warp Speed, that, that, that was okay, you know. There's another one, 80. I'm not against 80 years old people, 80. I intend to retire, but it'd be well before I'm 80. You don't have to, but that's not my point. He's there forever, 80 years old. Biden's there forever, almost 80 years old. Pelosi's there forever, over 80 years old. McConnell's 80 years old. What about new blood, new thinking, new people? I'm not talking about radical Marxists. I'm talking about, like here, why wouldn't you get the best possible scientist when it comes to these kinds of pandemics, serving in this position, how do you serve in this position for 38 years? 38 years. It's not because he's the greatest scientist or doctor out there. It's because, well, like McConnell, he's clawed his way to the top and he ain't giving it up. What a fraud. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you worried about America's future? 
Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things, and it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Shouldn't Fauci get fired? I mean, how does he get away with this? If he failed the Trump administration, shouldn't he get fired? Sits there pointing his finger all the time at everybody else. And those who succeed, he even puts them down. I think, I think Fauci should get fired. Or he should join the uh, crack team that they have in uh, Albany with uh, Cuomo. He'll fit in perfectly there, in my view. So, Fouch, how did Cuomo do? I don't know the details. I don't really want to get into it. It'll be used against me or him or somebody. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? The guy has press conference after press conference, does Cuomo. Gets a book deal from Simon & Schuster. Gets an Emmy Award. Fouchy's not really following all this, mind you. And so he can't comment. Fouchy's a liar. You can sue me on that, Doc. You're lying about this. Yes, you are. I would, wouldn't you love access to all of his emails and texts, Mr. Producer? We love access to all your emails and texts, maybe to Biden. Meanwhile, Biden's doing a fantastic job, ladies and gentlemen. How many press conferences has that knucklehead held on this subject? None. What did they do so magically that all of a sudden now... In the last two days, almost two million people have received vaccines. What did he do so magically? Nothing. Nothing. This is all crap, to be perfectly honest with you. But don't worry. Don't worry. Now, we're going to need to talk more and a lot about Biden's uh, activities here. Because they're going to affect our lives, and they're going to affect your families, they're going to affect this country in a very significant way. And he's getting away with this. Where's Mitch McConnell? Mitch is very busy. Oops, that's my Fauci. Mitch is very busy. Trashing Donald Trump. Well, guess what? You just kicked a hornet's nest, you jerk. Because it's not just Donald Trump. I have in front of me a survey that shows that 75% of Republicans, of Republicans, want Donald Trump to have a key role in the Republican Party. Unfortunately, 
There wasn't a survey of how many Republicans want Mitch McConnell to have a key role in the Republican Party. McConnell needs to be exposed for practicing mobster politics. He needs to be exposed for what he does with the National Republican Senatorial Committee. He needs to be exposed how he goes into these various states to undermine conservative candidates. He's been doing it for years, and I've told you about this. And because he seeks now criminal investigations on private citizens, perhaps there should be a criminal investigation involving him, his finances, and the rest of it. I'm not saying he's committed any crime. How do I know? Well, let me put it to you this way. He's committed as many crimes as Donald Trump has. He's committed as many crimes as Donald Trump has. Or to quote Mitch McConnell, this isn't over yet. No, Mitch, it's not over yet. So you're doing a little backpedaling today. It doesn't matter anymore until you backpedal the hell out of office. Let me even say this to some of these senators who have befriended me and with whom I'm friendly. In the future, every single one of you and the others needs to be questioned on whether or not you're going to remain loyal to Mitch McConnell or you're going to support somebody else, a conservative, not part of the McConnell circle like Thune. Who's that idiot from Missouri? What's that senior senator? I can't remember his name. can't remember the senior citizen. Blunt. Oh, that's right, Blunt. Cornyn of Texas. Hey, there's another spellbinder. He just got reelected. Barely. But now they're feeling their oats, so to speak. But let them feel away. People talk about having these political lists. Well, maybe we should have political lists on who we want defeated. You know this clown Murkowski? Lisa Murkowski, do you know she was appointed by her father to her position, Mr. Medusa? He was the governor. So he appoints Murkowski to the position. His daughter. I remember when we backed Joe Miller. And Joe Miller won the Republican primary against Murkowski. So she ran as an independent and won with a plurality of the votes. And they've now changed the rules, according to National Review, in Alaska to make it much more difficult to defeat somebody like her. But she needs to be defeated. You know what else in my research I found? She is probably the most pro-teachers union senator in the United States Senate, including Democrats. That the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers have endorsed her repeatedly for election. That she is their special pleader. That she is their bought and paid for servant in the United States Senate. Are you folks aware of this? So she has an enormous number of uh, individuals working the precincts throughout the state of Alaska on election day. More on this when I return. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. At the bottom of the hour, Peter Schweitzer, and we examine once again the McConnell family and their, uh, their activities with the communist Chinese regime. Give you an example of what's going on in this country. This is from our friends at Breitbart. Biden and Democrats to unveil bill that would provide pathway to citizenship for 11 million illegal aliens. One correction. Excuse me, that's the Daily Caller. There's more than 11 million. You can't have 11 million for the last 15 years. Washington Examiner. Biden climate goals mean conflict with natural gas, the resource behind the recent emissions reductions. So it's a war on natural gas and electricity. You see what's happening in Texas right now. Millions and millions of illegal aliens would get citizenship. What else is going on? What else is taking place here? Well, there's this. Jen Psaki at the White House today. Cut 13, go. I ask you about the president's ambitions in terms of getting Congress to pass gun control measures. Mm-hmm. In a statement you issued over the weekend, the president said the time for action is now. You're asking Congress to do a lot of things now. What is your timetable? Actually, for- they're not asking Congress to do a lot of things now. They're just doing them. Go ahead. What the president calls common sense measures, and what's the realistic hope that you have that they'll pass both houses? Well, we haven't proposed a package at this point, so it's hard for me to make a prediction about its uh, likelihood of passing. Uh, But I will say that the president is somebody throughout his career who has advocated for smart gun gun safety measures. Um, He has uh, not afraid of standing up to the NRA. He's done it multiple times and won on background checks and a range of issues. Uh, And it is a priority to him on a personal level. But I don't have a a prediction for you uh, or a preview for you on a timeline of a package and certainly not what it would look like and how it would go through Congress. For those of you who thought Joe Biden was some kind of moderate or centrist and were stupid enough to vote for him, this is what you've gotten in every single issue area. He's a radical. And I'm tired of this question. Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. Who cares if he knows what he's doing? He's signing it. It's his administration. He's the president. He's responsible. Have you noticed that Bernie Sanders is not complaining at all about Joe Biden, Mr. Producer? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that Ayach hasn't complained about Biden? Or any of the other Marxists in the Democrat Party? By the way, have you noticed the anti-Semites in the Democratic Party haven't complained about Biden either because of the way he's treating Israel? You know he hasn't even called the head of Israel yet? Netanyahu? But he's called every other reprobate and genocidal murderer that's out there. So he's down the line, hardcore left. This is his legacy. This is what people don't understand. Whoever he was doesn't matter. He's trying to build a legacy. And he wants to be greater than Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And he wants to be greater than FDR. And he wants to be greater fast. As fast as possible. So he's selling out the country's sovereignty at the border and overseas with climate change deals that empower the Chinese government and our enemies and weaken our own industries. He's embraced the core of Marxism, which is the redistribution of wealth, the war on capitalism. He's embraced the most radical, racist approach to diversity in this country. 
That's why he talks about racial equity. Critical race theory. He's now the leader of the critical race theory uh, uh, movement, which was always considered a black nationalist, crazy-ass movement. And now look at it. It's all over the place. What else has he done? He has signed an executive order, putting back in place and adding to it HUD's designs on the suburbs. Now, the idiots in the suburbs who voted for Biden can't say they didn't know. President mentioned it. We talked about it repeatedly on this program and on television. Uh, he wouldn't do that. Would he? I can't imagine him doing that. Well, he will, and he is. He's destroyed women's sports. Any of you have daughters? Going to elementary school or middle school or high school or college? Any of them want to get, you know, scholarships or so forth? Well, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Oh, and the the damn fool industrial unions in this country. Biden is never going to support you. Biden supports the radical environmental movement because that's where the power is. The power is not in controlling industrial unions. The power is in controlling the economy, the skies, the water, the economic system, the governing system. You're just pawns that he plays with. And these fool... Union bosses dragged you along with them. The only unions Biden really cares about are the public sector unions, excluding the cops and the firefighters and emergency personnel. Look at the teachers' unions run circles around us. Murkowski has never been criticized by the NEA or the AFT because she's in their back pocket. But don't worry, she's she's an independent thinker. No, she's not a thinker at all. She's an idiot. And now David Perdue files to run for the Senate again against Raphael Warnock. David Perdue did such a great job. The guy's standing at a department store and somebody starts taking his clothes off. They're like, what are you doing? Oh, I thought you were a mannequin. No, they didn't. I'm just saying that. He is a mannequin. So here you have another old dude who ran a lousy campaign, who lost, and he's running again, and he's going to get the backing of McConnell. Not because he can win, he demonstrated he can't. But because if McConnell can somehow drag him over the finish line, he's a McConnell guy. McConnell first, second, and third. And he's made peace with Murkowski, too, with all these fools. Now, Jason Chavitz said something on Hannity's Fox show yesterday. My eyebrows went up, and I was actually quite pleased. Sean said to him, would you consider challenging Mitt Romney in a primary in Utah? And he said, he's open to it. I believe it would be the convention system. And I believe he'd have a good shot at it. I think uh, conservatives are fed up with Romney. He's in the wrong party. He's in the wrong state, really. Should go back to Massachusetts. He really can't. They hate his guts there. Guys hate it in three states. Romney. So Chavitz says he's open to it. Well, if Chavitz decides to take on Romney, and he's the best conservative out there, I would certainly endorse him. But you know who wouldn't? McConnell. And that's why McConnell needs to be removed as the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate. He controls that National Republican Senatorial Committee that has tens of millions of dollars, and then he uses it. 
to try, and, and he doesn't run nice ads based on issues. He tries to destroy other Republicans, absolutely destroy them. He hires the worst, nastiest, most cancerous pieces of crap he can to go after these candidates. There's something, he's got a screw loose, this McConnell, he really does. He's power hungry and he has a screw loose. He has more in common with Pelosi and Schumer than he realizes, in my humble opinion. And he sure as hell demonstrated it the other day. But he's not a leader. He's, he's more of a mobster. I'll be right back. Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. What should you think about Critical race theory was actually the idea of a communist by the name of Marcuse. Uh, he wasn't the only one. He was the, uh, he was the guy that believed in uh, fusing Marxism with critical race theory. He didn't invent it, but he promoted the idea that they could work together because the purest of the Marxists early on said we cannot embrace these other ideologies, even though they may get us where we want to go, because remember, our guy's Marx, and Marx pushed the idea that the only thing that matters is materialism, and that's the only way really to interpret history, material historicism. And to have these offshoots like race and sex and whatever is, uh, in effect, going to water down and undermine our effort. So Marcuse, he says, uh, no, let's embrace this idea. So there's a guy by the name of uh, Derek Bell. He was a, a law professor at Harvard. Tom Sowell has talked about him in the many years past. Found him to be an intellectual lightweight. Been at Stanford and Harvard, and this was his sort of ideology. He hatched with a handful of others in this cabal. And he was very disgruntled. He, he felt that the reason his writings, scholarship, quote-unquote, weren't appreciated is because of his race. And so he viewed everything through the lens of race. And then he promoted that ideology, that you have to look at the history of America through the lens of race. And that what's being taught in our schools and our universities and so forth is a white-dominated ideology, not 
actual history. And so now you get the New York Times jumping in with the 1619 Project. You now have Joe Biden jumping in. The problem is they're liars. They're liars about our history. And many outstanding historians, some of them Pulitzer Prize winners, several of them liberals and Democrats, are appalled by this. You know who else is appalled by this? The, uh, the American Socialist Organization and Association. They obviously have serious problems with capitalism and so forth, but they're glad the country was founded. And they've interviewed some of the greatest critics of the 1619 Project and critical race theory, believe it or not. Condemning what's taking place here. So your children are being taught lies, and they're being taught an ideology, and they're being taught, depending on their race, either to feel that they're supreme or that they're privileged. And this is the problem. So you look at that. That's where that comes from. Then you look at climate change. Where does that come from? That comes from Europe. The industrialized European nations. Global cooling, global warming, not climate change because they're all over the map. So it's climate change, which is much broader. Also fused with Marxism. Every one of these is a war on capitalism, a war on republicanism, small-r republicanism. Every one of them, that's their purpose. Then you look at, quote-unquote, the immigration movement. I don't mean the movement of people, but now it's a movement. It's a cause. Why? Because American sovereignty is to be disdained, not supported. America and its founding is to be rejected, not promoted. And the Marxists literally believe that through immigration, changing the population, as they would put it, darkening the population, you should see the quotes I read, will advance the case. Now why? Other Marxists argue, because the Democrat Party is the vessel through which we can operate. The Republican Party is a lost cause, but the Democrat Party, we can hijack that party. And they feel like they're hijacking that party, and they have. So whether it's climate, immigration, race, economics, these are four, and there are more, four Attacks, the core of which is Marxism, for attacks on the American system, just taking different forms. And Biden is signing one executive order after another and enshrining them into our society. The suburbs are viewed the same way. The lily-white suburbs. The problem is the suburbs aren't lily-white. They're 40% minority. They're diverse. Because we have what in this country is called mobility. We don't have a caste system. We don't have a class system. We don't have a racist system. People want to move. They get up and they move. But the whole goal of devouring the suburbs into the metropolitan areas, into the cities, is to end the quote-unquote white-dominated suburbs and outer suburbs. This isn't me. I am conveying to you what I'm reading, what they're talking about, what some of their so-called scholars and intellectuals have written. And it's going to destroy our country. 
and it's going to create balkanization and tribalization. It's going to create a lot of violence. And I've warned about this before, and it's true. Other societies have collapsed too. Societies that have lasted longer than ours, like the Roman society or Athens. And every one of these ideologies has been imported into the United States. Even critical race theory, originally, originally. And you know what's interesting about critical race theory? It's also a theory that the Klan and the white supremacists can use, except they reverse it. They reverse it. So when you have identity politics going on, that is a double-edged sword, and it is an enormously dangerous sword. And so they don't accept actual diversity. They don't accept a colorblind society, Martin Luther King's preachings. They don't accept Gandhi's preaching. They reject all of that. All of it. This is how radical this is. They think the decision in Brown versus Board of Education was a sap to black people. And the whole point of that decision was to settle down, quote-unquote, the minorities, the black people in the country, but not to do anything effective over the long haul. In fact, they look at the whole civil rights movement in the 1960s, late 50s into the early 70s the same way. Martin Luther King's one of his closest aides. For a long period of time, he's gone since, but condemned this entire ideology. Condemned it. Joe Biden just signed an executive order embracing it and expanding it. You may recall Donald Trump eliminated it from the federal government and set up the 1776 Commission, which put out a report. One of the first things Joe Biden did on his first day was eliminate the 1776 Commission. This shows you the stranglehold this movement has on the Democrat Party and Joe Biden. The report that they put out, which was absolutely brilliant, was trashed by almost every single news outlet. Individuals like Chuck Todd, who doesn't know history, who's illiterate, and didn't read the report. The little slob, that's all he is. Pushing an agenda. Like the other little slobs on these Sunday shows. Uh, Georgie. I don't even know who runs the CBS show anymore. Every one of them are hacks. So these imported ideologies, plus some domestic ideologies, have now combined and they're overwhelming us. Joe Biden's overwhelming us with his fascistic governance. That's right, I said it. Fascistic governance. Signing fiats and dictates left and right. They're coming so fast, we don't know who's hitting us first. And Mitch McConnell's talking about finding criminal charges against Donald Trump. That's how useless that guy is. He doesn't stand up to what's going on. He doesn't even know what's going on. Neither do any of them in his inner circle. Stupid people. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Peter Schweitzer is a true investigative journalist. He's got excellent books like Profiles in Corruption, and one of the uh, individuals he focuses on is Mitch McConnell. Peter, how are you, sir? 
I, I'm great. Always great to be on with you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Peter. I want you to remind everybody of the financial ties McConnell, through his wife's family, has with the communist Chinese regime. Yeah, I mean, this is substantial. It's by far the biggest asset that the McConnell Chow family has. And essentially, it's this, Mark. In 1993, Mitch McConnell, U.S. Senator, goes with Elaine Chow, his wife, and uh, Elaine Chow's father to visit Beijing, China. This is just four years after Tiananmen Square. Uh, And the trip is sponsored by the China uh, um, uh, state-owned shipping company. And they basically strike a deal with the family. They say, we will... Uh, pay for the construction of these ships, these big tanker ships, you know, to carry goods around the Pacific. We will finance the construction of them. We will actually build the ships. We will provide the crews, and we will uh, give you contracts for state-owned enterprises to ship these goods around the country. So the Chinese Communist government put the McConnell Chow family in the business of um, ship uh, uh, transport. Um, and they've made an, a huge amount of money doing so. And in fact, uh, we know that um, her father, um, Mr. James Chow, gave Mitch McConnell a gift, a personal gift of between five and twenty five million dollars about 10 years ago. So Mitch McConnell is a wait, 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 wait. Elaine Chow's fa- father, that it would be his father in law, gave him a gift of how much? Between five and twenty-five million dollars. And how do we know that? To, we know that because it was in his disclosure, uh, his public disclosure oh, uh, of Lord. his assets. And Mark, that, uh, according to financial records, more than quadrupled Mitch McConnell's uh, net worth overnight. Uh, and the parallel problem here, Mark, is it's not just that the communist Chinese have put the family in business, and made them wealthy. Mitch McConnell has been incredibly soft on Beijing, uh, whether it's their actions in the South China Sea, whether it's trade policy. whether I never hear him say anything. Never, never. He doesn't talk about it. And this is, again, uh, I think one of the great smoking guns that people have to understand about Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is a member of what I call the permanent political class. These are people that go into public service. I'll put that in quotation marks. uh, And their agenda is not just going into government, staying for a few years, they literally see this as a business commercial opportunity. And that's what Mitch McConnell has done. He went into politics in the late 1980s. He's never left. He's now worth tens of millions of dollars. How do you do that on a Senate salary? You don't. You do that precisely because you cut the kind of deals that the family cut with the Chinese Communist government. Was was his wife's family involved in the shipping business with communist China before 1993? Uh, they were a very, very minor player. They had a couple of cargo vessels. That was it. Um, Elaine Chow's father was originally from Taiwan, uh, but he went to school with Zhang Zemin, um, who was the leader of China, if you remember, in the mm-hmm. 1990s. And that was kind of the entree um, that they got into the business. But the problem that I have is, you know, this was politically connected. I mean, James Chow, Elaine Chow's father, didn't go to Beijing by himself. He brought his son-in-law, a U.S. senator, with him. And the significance here is this was four years after Tiananmen Square. Nobody, no official visitors were going there because of what had happened. Mitch McConnell was the second U.S. senator to visit China 
since the Tiananmen Square massacre. And it's during that visit that they cut this deal that made the family wealthy. And I would argue gave the communist Chinese a lever of influence on a man who is now the Republican leader in the Senate and is afraid to take on Beijing, China, because were he to do so, the Chinese communist government could destroy the Chow family shipping business overnight very, very easily. It's shocking. You've told me this three times, and I'm I'm more shocked every time. So Mr. Chow brings his son-in-law, McConnell, to China, really the way Joe Biden brought his son, Hunter, to China. (laughs) And both of them benefit. Yes, both of them benefit. And and then this, by the way, is what China does. Um, We know this from uh, news reports in Australia and New Zealand and Singapore. This is what they do. And if you think about it, Mark, it's, it's genius. It's frightening as all get out, but it's genius. They basically say, why do we want to have conflict with Australia? Why do we want to have to tangle with them on these issues? We're just going to literally buy off members of their political class. We'll set up sweetheart deals for their family members, for their politicians. They'll be nice to us. We'll get what we want. Then we don't have to worry about uh, haggling over trade issues or our military adventures. And I would argue that is precisely what they were working on in the United States. Uh, They have done that with the Biden family, and they have also done that with Mitch McConnell. They are bipartisan in this effort. And the problem is we have people like the Bidens and the McConnells that are prepared to do these kind of deals. And McConnell and Biden are buddies for all intents and purposes. Yeah. They're quite friendly. Oh, yes. I mean, they served in the Senate uh, together for a long time. And, you know, look, it's possible that, that, that uh, you know, the Biden deal with China was uh, inspired by uh, the McConnell deal in China. But wouldn't this McConnell be one of the reasons? Now, now we have McConnell going on about chasing down Trump criminally. Now, he, there's no criminal elements to any of this. Everybody's looked at this already. Unless you're a complete crazy ass... That's not relevant. And then he says, he brings it up after the president, that is, President Trump, is acquitted. So I have a question for you. How does Mitch McConnell make all this money or his in-laws make all this money with a special deal with the communist Chinese? He's the Republican leader. He was the Senate majority leader. He's still the Republican leader. Two questions. Why do his colleagues keep voting him into power? He's got, I call him like the mobster politician because of how he conducts himself behind the scenes. That's number one. But number two, how is he politically bulletproof with the liberal media? And I think part of that is he's a leaker. He leaks to Politico and the Washington Post and others. He gives them inside information. They can't stand him, but they figure he's the best they're going to get. What do you think about that? I, I think you're exactly right, Mark. And I think this is one of the misconceptions that people have of Washington, D.C. You know it because you've been in the middle of it and, and you've been a longtime observer. But the, the notion that the country is so divided politically, I would say, yeah, out of the country, there is a lot of disagreement. But when it comes to the permanent political class in Washington, D.C., uh, Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden, for all the talk on, on television, all the talk everywhere that, oh, they're at each other's throats, they're fighting each other. They're not. They have a lot more in common than they have uh, that separates them. And they want the same system of, I would argue, cronyism and corruption and self-dealing to continue. That's the reason, by the way, Mitch McConnell in the Senate did not want to take up what? Joe and Hunter Biden's deals in China. Why? Because he has his own deals in China. Uh, And I agree with you. It's the same thing with the media. The media 
protects people that that help them perform their job. Um, it doesn't matter if they're Republican, Democrat. It is a closed loop in Washington, D.C. It's a company town. There are outliers. Uh, certainly Donald Trump was an outlier. He was not part of the closed loop of the system. But Mitch McConnell is. Uh, and he's very, very comfortable, certainly more comfortable with Joe Biden than he would be with Donald Trump, because Joe Biden, like him, has been in the Senate for decades and has, I would argue, has done the same thing in terms of corrupt deals to benefit his family by using his political power. This is why it is very, very important for all my listeners and their family members and friends and to speak out that now that Mitch McConnell has said that he's really the head of the Republican Party, John Thune has said he's the titular head of the Republican Party, he would be a complete disaster for the Republican Party and for the country. There is nothing he's done Nothing he's done that suggests he should be the leader of anything. And the fact that he's been the longest, he's been the longest serving Republican leader in the Senate in history, Peter. In history, because he knows how to hold these guys by the throat. He knows how to keep them off committees. He knows how to raise funds and go against them. He knows how to leak against them in the media. This is what I mean by mobster politics. Now he's taken on Trump. I think he's taken on exactly the wrong person. Because Trump has 75 million people who voted for him, and McConnell does not. Well, and I tell you, too, Mark, the other thing is, what, what is the biggest threat and challenge that America faces today on the world chase? Yeah, it's China. China. Yeah. Exactly. And you've talked about it uh, on, on television and on radio. I've certainly talked about it. And I don't think there's any disputing that. The question is, do you want the leader of the Republican Party uh, in this time, in this situation, with the threat that China represents, I would argue an existential threat. Do you want the leader of the Re- Republican Party, whose family's livelihood literally depends upon the good graces of the communist Chinese government? I mean, it would be foolhardy, foolhardy to think that that individual is going to be able to objectively and courageously and wisely lead you uh, in facing that challenge. So to me, it's mystifying And we need people on Capitol Hill that have called out Joe and Hunter Biden, as they should, but also call out Mitch McConnell and the Chow family for their deals with Beijing, because they are troubling as well. You know, we talk about Swalwell sleeping with a communist Chinese spy. And really, McConnell hasn't slept with spies, but he's he's done something equally horrific. He's made a fortune off a regime that wants to destroy us. He's made a fortune off a regime that is threatening us militarily and economically. He's made a fortune off this regime. You know, it reminds me of uh, professional sports. They're turning the other cheek when it comes to massive genocide against Muslims and others because of the amount of money they're making on sneakers, because they want to expand their market into the massive Chinese market. You have sportscasters on ESPN and otherwise really defending them. While they talk about critical race theory in the United States of America, all of these people are really sellouts to that regime, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not just a question of people being wild-eyed idealists. These are people who are profiting off of these kinds of relationships. And here's the thing I would say, uh, Mark. Absolutely, if you sleep with a communist spy, that's a terrible thing. But think about this. I mean, Mitch McConnell and his family, they made a conscious decision. You know, they were in a bar somewhere at night. and They'd had too much to drink and they get into trouble and something happens. They made a conscious decision 
to go to Beijing, China in 1993 on a trip that was not a congressional trip, not a U.S. government trip, a trip paid for by the China State Shipbuilding Corporation. They flew over there and they signed a deal to get in bed commercially with the Beijing regime. Uh, that, to me, is cold and calculating and very, very troubling because they knew exactly the deal they were doing. It was not something rash in the moment. They weren't being blackmailed to do it. It was a conscious decision, and they have profited from it enormously. And Mitch McConnell has been um, really AWOL on any major issue dealing with confronting China. Well, I, I think so, there needs to be a criminal investigation. I'm not accusing him of crimes like he did the former president. But there needs to be a thorough criminal investigation, a grand jury put together to look at the McConnell child finances and to see exactly what's going on there, for his sake, as they like to say, to clear him. Peter, you are a national treasure. Watch your back. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, brother. Take care. You too. Welcome back, Parler. We love that you're back. I'm posting on Parler again, ladies and gentlemen, at Mark Levin Show Parler. Be there or be square. I'll be right back. Mud Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team, based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. The great WABC, Tara in New Jersey. How are you, Tara? I'm very well, Mark. Thank you. you I was it. calling because I was just wondering what happened to the great playbook um, that was supposedly left behind by the Obama-Biden administration um, with Vice President Harris and others complaining that they just don't have a plan left over. You know, we were told while Trump was in office that there was some great playbook that was left behind. So why don't they use that? Yeah, good point. I mean, I know it's tongue-in-cheek. The fact of the matter is, all these people can do is put out edicts, make demands, push people around. They're effectively bullies. How do you blame the administration that came before you when they developed the vaccine in 10 months that you're trying to figure out how to distribute? It's an incredible thing, is it not? It sure is. <laughs> and what vaccine exactly was created in time for SARS or H1N1 when Joe Biden was leading the charge? I mean, and then guess who was working with Joe Biden back then? Anthony Fauci. And so Fauci needs to be fired. If Fauci sees all these problems, well, they wouldn't let me speak. Nobody can shut this clown up. 
He never stops talking, except when, <laughs> now when it comes to Cuomo. He, he, won't, he won't even call out Cuomo. Before he was praising Cuomo. You know, this guy's been all over the map. Truth be told, truth be told, if we had a serious news organization, they would really develop over the course of a 20 or 30-minute program what this guy has done with masks, with no masks, his comments on schools, and now his comments on schools, how he's in the back pocket of Hillary Clinton, and then he's in the back pocket of Biden. I mean, on and on and on. He has been, may I say, a disaster. A disaster. He developed nothing. All right, my friend. I shall return. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. What typically happens after I do a couple of shows like these, focusing on a Mitch McConnell and exposing him for exactly what he is, there's usually some kind of pushback, some kind of an attack on me and Politico, the Washington Post, the New York Times. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. We'll be very, very mindful of this. I don't really care. I'm just letting you know that that's the sort of thing that, that happens. Now, a lawsuit was brought today that got a lot of attention, but it is a, uh, it's a publicity stunt. Democrat Congressman sues Trump and Giuliana, and Giuliani rather, over a Capitol riot. This is how it's reported in Newsmax. A U.S. Congressman sued former President Donald Trump and his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, claiming they conspired to incite last month's riot at the U.S. Capitol. Now, this is a lie, of course. But I'm thinking, what kind of standing do they have for this? Working with the far-right Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. No, he didn't. There's nothing anywhere that shows that. Trump and Giuliani, quote, acted in concert to incite and then carry out, unquote, the Capitol insurrection, according to a complaint filed by Benny Thompson, Democrat Mississippi. Who is this idiot? Idiot. Quote, the insurrection was the result of a carefully orchestrated plan by Trump. There was no insurrection. There was a violent attack. Learn how to use the English language, leftists. Leftists. The insurrection was the result of a carefully orchestrated plan by Trump, Giuliani, and extremist groups like the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys all of whom shared a common goal of employing intimidation, harassment, and threats to stop the certification of the Electoral College. This is their press release. Who is this idiot? Thompson is chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee. You feel more secure, America? 
The lawsuit filed in district court in Washington Tuesday was brought by the NAACP on behalf of Thompson. My, how the NAACP has fallen. All the, the horror that's taking place in predominantly black neighborhoods with, with the crime wave that's going on, the murder that's going on. The Democrats blocking school choice. And this is what the NAACP has become. Other members of Congress, including Democrat Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman of New Jersey and Hank Johnson of Georgia, plan to join the litigation in the coming weeks, according to the news release announcing the suit. The NAACP is not a plaintiff, right, because it doesn't have organizational standing. And Benny Thompson has no standing. And this is all a ruse. It's a PR act. The suit invokes the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871, claiming that Trump and Giuliani made false claims that the election was stolen and fomented a raid that interfered in Congress's constitutional duties. Quote, while the majority of Republicans in the Senate abdicated their responsibility to hold President accountable, see that? We must hold him accountable for the insurrection that he so blatantly planned. Just lie after lie after lie. It's, it's. President Trump planned, you see. Now, despite all the reports and even the rogue trial, there's nothing to support that. Zero. Critics have said that Trump and Giuliani helped incite the attack during the Save America rally where both repeated false claims and the election had been stolen. You know, to listen to this crap day in and day out is unbelievable. Let me make it clear to Jeremy Peters, Philip Bump, and the other lobotomists over there at the Washington Post and the New York Times. There was no insurrection. I know you like to repeat the word like the Democrats do, but there was no insurrection. No insurrection. It was a violent riot, an attack. An attack on the Capitol building. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of violent riots and attacks throughout the summer. But Benny and the NAACP didn't really have a big problem with that. I'm sure they've never condemned uh, Black Lives Matter, anything of the sort. Reuters previously reported the U.S. Justice Department is also considering whether to charge members of the groups under the Federal Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. I have no problem with that. But then why aren't they doing the same to Black Lives Matter and Antifa? And if they are, why aren't we hearing about it? I mean, violence is violence, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know. So this is a pathetically transparent suit to try and tie the name of the Ku Klux Klan to Trump and Giuliani. It's really disgusting. The Democrat Party is tied to the Ku Klux Klan. And yet there's the NAACP and Betty Thompson. Most of them are Democrats. Giuliani's never been tied to the Klan. Trump's never been tied to the Klan. Joe Biden was tied to white 
segregationists in the Senate, that didn't stop them from backing Joe Biden, now did it? Of course not. Lots of the leaders of the Democrat Party had ties to the Klan, and we know most of them, like Robert Byrd. They didn't have a problem with Robert Byrd. They liked Robert Byrd. Why, Mark? Why? Because I've told you over and over again, the Democrat Party is about power. All of its surrogates, all the institutions that are associated with it are tied to it. Same damn thing. It's not about justice. It's not about consistency. It's not about truth-telling. It's about their power. So this is a fake lawsuit. A fake lawsuit. It's an excellent piece in PJ Media. By our friend Matt Margolis. Is Joe Biden looking to take Obama's place as the most anti-Israel president in history? He's already there. Barack Obama's antipathy toward Israel during his two terms was unprecedented at the time, but it looks like Joe Biden is going to give him a run for his money. As PJM's Robert Spencer noted earlier, Joe Biden has pointedly refrained from calling the head of the government of our most reliable ally in the Middle East, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu which could be an ominous warning that relations with our most important ally in the Middle East over the next four years will experience major setbacks. Well, this is clear by the, the number of anti-Semites and anti-Israel appointments that uh, Biden's made and by his own mouth and policies. In his first three weeks in office, Biden has spoken with many world leaders, including Russia President Putin, Chinese President Xi Jinping, but Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has been snubbed. This makes Biden the first president in modern history to put on uh, history to punt on bolstering U.S.-Israel relations during his initial days in office, the Free Beacon's Adam Credo noted. Every president going back to at least Ronald Reagan in 1981 made contact with their Israeli counterpart within a week of assuming office. Even the notoriously anti-Israel Barack Obama called Israel's leaders on the first day in office. He also called Palestinian leaders the same day, but still made a strong effort, whereas Biden has made no effort. President Trump, of course, had a great relationship with Israel and quickly invited Netanyahu to Washington within days of taking office. President Trump went on to make historic progress with Israel, moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem and brokering several peace deals between Israel and Arab nations in the, in the Middle East. But I want to explain something to both our Jewish and non-Jewish friends in the audience here. Secular Jews are like secular Catholics who are like secular Protestants. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is their, their leftism comes first. They look at everything through politics. They look at everything through a left-wing ideology. Or as my wife likes to say, that's their religion. As Norm Podhoritz wrote, that's their religion, liberalism. And so despite the fact that Donald Trump was the greatest friend the state of Israel ever had in the Oval Office. You have certain Jewish organizations that are very secular and very leftist, even neo-Marxist, who trash him. 
You have secularists throughout our media who would like to claim that the President of the United States, in the case of Donald Trump, was an anti-Semite. Despite the Jews in his family, and despite the fact that he was the most pro-Jewish Semite president ever. They would never say the same thing about Barack Melhouse Benito Obama. Who was an Israel hater, and in my, my belief with his associations with the domestic terrorists and the far left of the Democrat Party, also is anti-Semite. And I've had to talk about this many times in the past. Joe Biden, again, wants to make a name for himself in history. That's all he cares about now. As the most quote-unquote progressive president. Well, the most progressive president has to be a neo-Marxist, because progressivism was spawned by Marxism. Any of you who've read Rediscovering Americanism and the tyranny of progressivism, you'll understand what I'm talking about or listen to this program. So the more progressive you are, quote-unquote, the more regressive you actually are, the more anti-constitutionalist, anti-capitalism, anti-small-r republicanism you are. Joe Biden wasn't elected to do all these things, and yet he's doing them. He said, me a socialist? Come on, man, me a socialist? He's an idiot, but he is what he is, and he's doing what he's doing. Biden's gestures raise many questions about the future of America-Israeli relations, and let's face it, things aren't off to a promising start. Even Obama outclassed Biden in his first days in office. He ended up severely damaging relations with Israel. Despite calling Israeli leaders... On his first day in office, Obama refused to accept Jerusalem as the nation's capital. Refused to defend Israel if they launched a strike on Iran. He also called on Israel to return to the 1967 borders, which Israel considers and is right to consider them absolutely indefensible. Obama also notoriously snubbed Netanyahu on many occasions while he had no problem meeting with members of the terrorist group Hamas, and it might add the mother brother, the uh, Muslim Brotherhood and CARE. Obama even sent campaign operatives to Israel in 2015 in an attempt to help defeat Netanyahu. Foreign election interference, anyone? And spent hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars toward Netanyahu, uh, excuse me, in that effort. Obama also exposed Israel's top secret nuclear program to the world and spied on Netanyahu during the Iran nuclear uh, deal negotiations. And yet Biden's going to be worse. Biden's going to be worse. What is it about the Jewish state that the left and the Democrat Party despises so much? I don't know. Ask Talib and Omar and Presley. Ask AOC. They'll tell you. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let's go to Steve, Louisville, Kentucky, the great W-H-A-S. How are you, sir? I am doing fine. Thanks for taking my call, Mark. I really appreciate it. You got it. Hey, uh, as a Kentuckian who works with the Kentucky Kentucky Republic um, during the elections, um, I can tell you that it's been a long time that we've been trying to get rid of Mitch. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've never had a candidate that was worth a dang nor could we even help a right-leaning Democrat that was a worthy candidate. But I think that uh, what he did to Trump, um, you know, right at the end of his term and then the whole impeachment thing, um, he's made enough of us mad that I really, really think that we're going to have a, we're going to find another good candidate because Mitch needs to go. Well, he's there for six more years. Right. Yeah. So I think I think what we have to do now in Kentucky and other parts of the country is say, if you stand with Mitt, uh, with Mitch uh, McConnell, uh, we're voting against you. Whatever office you're running for, we're going to fight you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where we're at. There's a whole big contingent of us that um, are very active that um, have taken like this has to change and it has to change now. We really thought he was going to play play you. Know, with the party uh, when Trump was in. But mm-hmm. now, you know, there are a whole lot of other things that are clear and why more things didn't get done while Trump was in office. Because McConnell didn't want it. Good point. At all. And I was listening earlier, and I agreed with the one that you had on, and I just wanted to let you know that it's inside the party. We know we have a problem that uh, can only be fixed by... Him being well, for right right now, he needs to be isolated. He needs to be removed from his leadership position in the Senate among the Republicans. He's only there because the Republicans vote for him. The Republicans yeah. in the Senate, his colleague, gets a majority of them to vote for him to be their leader. And yeah. that needs to end. And then in the uh, states, his uh, supporters need to be defeated. And the candidates he endorses against conservatives, they need to be defeated, too. So that's how you take the party back. And hopefully at some point we take the country back. Um, that's what we're working towards. Um, you know, uh, we listen. Uh, we listen you, you know, it's interesting. I never get a caller here who really likes Mitch McConnell. It's that they hated his opponent. And this is what he gets away with all the time. His opponents are so liberal. They're so abhorrent that people say, all right, I'll vote for Mitch McConnell. That's almost every single election, isn't it? It is. That's what happened this time. And then he you says, know, I can it, produce for Kentucky. You know, I'm the leader. So it's this circular argument. It's this circular argument. 
Well, he is, he is to me, he is uh, not only an anchor around the throat, the neck of the uh, Republican Party, he's an anchor around the country at this point now. Here we have Biden running wild, and he's talking about criminal actions against Trump. It's disgusting. He's disgusting. And he's doing nothing good for us or for the country. And, uh, you know, we can only do our part, which is, you know, keep working hard, trying to find a good candidate, get that candidate ready to go. Um, you know, we, we've all talked about names that we think that, you know, might be able to take on them. But, well, hey, just keep at it. Now we need to isolate them. Anybody who backs McConnell... We're voting against. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Let's go to Mike, San Francisco, California. Mike, at the great KSFO, how are you, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. First-time caller, but I'm long-time listener, and I'm Thank you. living out in the middle of nowhere on a ranch where we don't have TV, but I'm going to find it. You know, the middle of nowhere is a good place to be right now. Yeah, it, well, that's what we're thinking. I'm, next week, the mo- the uh, alligators are going to go into the moat, and the drawbridge is going to get installed. Well, so, um, let, let me tell know, you a little I, secret. I did, we're getting a small RV for the first time in my life. I've never had an RV. I don't even know how to to go to the, uh, you know, they call it the dump to get rid of you-know-what. But I'm going to yep. figure it out. I just want to be able to get in there with my family and go. Go wherever we want to go without TSA, without, without 4,000, uh, you know, uh, uh, checks and all that. Just go. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just telling the, the screener, uh, one of the things that people don't seem to realize, and one of the things I really appreciate about your comment, is the education on the Constitution. We are now approaching it right now, what I call a Caponian Republic. Mm-hmm. The people at the top are like Al Capone. They're violating the law, and now they don't care that we know. That's what's dangerous. They don't care that we are now seeing what they're doing. Oops. Too many people, and I won't call this last farce a trial because yep. it wasn't, but too many of them said, oh, well, Congress voted on that. Mm-hmm. And they voted 55 to 45 that that impeachment was okay. 
Well, wake up, folks. If it had been 100 senators, Congress does not have the authority to vote themselves the power to violate the Constitution. Exactly. That's what the Constitution is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. No matter how many of them say that. That's right. When these new handgun laws come out mm-hmm. and it goes through the Congress and they say, oh, no, it's voted. We voted a you know, majority rule that this law is constitutional. Well, guess what, folks? Congress doesn't have the right to get rid they of it. They don't even have the right to vote on it. You're exactly right. And that's, I can tell you're listening to this program, and I want to thank you, my friend. Listen to your commentary on what the Constitution is and what it means, because then people would start getting up and, and you know, vote with your wallet. Okay, I've, mm-hmm. Like everybody else, like I've heard you say, what happened on the 6th uh, was criminal, number one, and number two, it's stupid. Vote with your wallet. Support people who, even if they're not in your state, give money to whoever is running against Mitch McConnell if he's a conservative. Give money to people. Well, that since you- he just won re-election, what we need to do is isolate him. Anybody he supports or anybody who won't denounce him, we oppose. That's it. And you get not just that, give them money. Send them money. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this Well, they're going to need it because McConnell has a bankroll called the National Republican Senatorial Committee. You're exactly right. Yeah. And every senator needs to be told that if you're up for re-election and you have supported him as the head of the Republican uh, group in the Senate, whoever you're running against, we're giving them money. Mm-hmm. So know that if you keep him in power, that means doesn't, that we're not concerned about anything else you do. If you support him, we're supporting your your opponent in Congress in the Senate. That's all. That's the only the only litmus test. No, you're right. Because, it's time to make know, a choice. Things. It's time to make a choice. Look, this guy's been around for a very very long time. I've said he's the longest serving Republican leader in the Senate, and for what? I mean, he's a disgrace. He really is. He's done nothing significant. Oh, they'll point to a handful of things. You know, he's been there like 40 years. They better point to a lot more than a handful. Yeah, and if you do any scratch the surface, I mean, I heard your last guest. They're dirty. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got business dealings with people that are with a government that's openly hostile to us. So they're taking money. Isn't that shocking when you think about that? I mean, I wouldn't even want business dealings with a government that's openly hostile with my country. You know, I've got a I've got a, 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 a open synopsis on on language that I refer to from time to time. The closest word I could come up with for a description of that is called treason. <laughs> okay, All right. thank you. Mike's a good caller there. Never heard from Mike. Mike said he hasn't called before. He's out in the boondocks, right, Mister Producer? All right. Wow, let's go to William, Northridge, California, the great KRLA 870, The Answer. How are you, sir? I'm just wonderful, and uh, uh, Mark, thank you for giving me a chance to vent. Yes, sir. You know, as I told your producer, I'm 99 years old, and I've been into politics for a long time. I voted for Franklin D. Roosevelt twice. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. That has to sink. You're 99 years old. 
Yes, I am. God bless you, man. Yes, right. And I voted for FDR twice. And I was in the military back in WW2, and when I got out, of course, Democrats did real well for quite a while after the war. And uh, young people need money, and uh, we went on with all of his left-wing projects that that he did. Mm -hmm. But when we reached, um, uh, uh, what's his name, Uh, the man that they tried to kill, with Nixon, yeah. The first Republican I voted for was Nixon, and I voted as a Democrat for all Republicans after that. Right. Um, so what do you make of Biden? Chanted, though, and when I heard of Trump, mm-hmm. I'm more like the Tea Party people. I came out and realized that the left and right were not doing us any favors, and I switched over to Trump, and I've been... Uh, he's like a God-man to me. I believe everything Trump has been doing. And I think that the people who got him out of there produced a coup, and it consists of four groups, the trillionaires, the real extreme left with the Bernie Sanders, and the center uh, liberal Democrats who don't read much in the politics, all they do, and, and they have much to read because of, the fake press really didn't reveal anything to them uh, during, you know, during four years. So two of my sons even are on the left, and they don't know. They don't even know what Trump did for four years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's the way a lot of people are. But I think what's going to happen that the money, the trillionaires, will end up by buying all of them out. And I don't know who the uh, czar will be, but the trillionaires, I think, will will make the left uh, sorry that they spend all their money trying to beat Trump. I hope you're right, my friend. Now, how are you feeling? How's your health? I did make a blog this morning having to do with this guy who just slid out from under a rock, and his name is McCullough. And, oh, uh, you mean... Uh, uh, you, you mean uh, McConnell. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, listen, I hope you'll call again, William. Well, thank you very much. At least I got this off of my chest. And you did a great job. I want to thank you, William. You take care of yourself. God bless you. Isn't that terrific? Let's go to our friend Ray. We don't have a lot of time, Ray, in Livermore, California. XM Satellite California is wide awake, and they want in. Go right ahead, Ray. Thank you for everything you do, Mark. We love the show. We love you. Thanks for having Peter Schweitzer on. Thank you. You are our constitutional professor and the voice for a lot of us out here who feel voiceless. So, McConnell, uh, what I heard from one of uh, Trump's top advisors, you would recognize his name if I said so, was that when – President Trump met with his the top congressional leaders. The first person through the door was McConnell. And the very first thing he said to President Trump was, we've we've heard enough about this drain the swamp crap. We're done with it. Really? What that tells me is McConnell is one of the biggest swamp creatures there is, sir. There's no doubt about it. He's helped build this. You don't hear him railing against government. You don't hear him demanding slashing departments and agencies. He, what do you hear him say when the government's going to shut down? It's not going to shut down. I will not allow it, right? 
Ronald yeah, Reagan we... shut the government down at least six times in order to get what he needed to get from a Democrat Congress. But Mitch McConnell's the guy, no, we're not shutting the guy. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. This guy, this guy is a big government corporatist. That's all he is. Ray, don't get mad at me. Good man, Ray. I got to go. We'll be right back. Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let's go to Ken, Ann Arbor, Michigan, XM Satellite. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Mark? Very well. Thank you, sir. Good. Hey, uh, I'd like to run something by all the people who donate to Republicans and Republican Party uh, segments, no matter which ones they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yep. As, as hard as 2020 was and the loss of the presidency was, uh-huh. In some ways, it could be a huge opportunity. We really didn't see how bad the leadership of the Republican Party was. I think until 2020, it did open our eyes, much like Perfect Vision 2020 is. Uh, and and I think I would run an idea by all of those Republican donors out there, including me. Let's put a moratorium on donating to any Republican. All right. I've always said donate to the candidate, not the bureaucracy. But in particular, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, which relies, frankly, on big-time money, over $300,000 a pop. Don't give any more money to the National Republican Senatorial Committee. You back a candidate, then back the candidate. That is Mitch McConnell's slush fund, just so you understand. I want to thank you, Ken. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And all of you magnificent patriots, I want to thank each and every one of you. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.